Testing one, two. Testing one, two, three. Welcome to Three Way Theater. I'm Mike Pava. I'm Lumberjake. Say more than just I'm Lumberjake. <clears throat> I am Lumberjake Desmond. Oh. Yes. If you ever want to look me up. That's not what your name tag says. No, my name tag. Uh-oh. I don't know where it is. It's in your Mikey's car. I don't, well, you're you, wearing it, weren't you? You ruined the Cape Fabe of it all. I'm supposed to be like, oh no, where is it? And then, you know, it's a thing. It's not a thing. Look at all these plates on the table. This is. These are the plates I'm taking with me. This is a depression table. Why is it a depression table? It's, it's filled with dirty cups and plates. These are completely clean. And I Jägermeister. In the Jägermeister is here. And crayons. I'm very worried about you, JC. You have plates and bowls stacked stacked to the sky. To the sky. To, to the, the sky. sky. <clears throat> I'm out of here. See ya. JC's getting up. He's walking. He's away. walking across. He just the pulled room. up his pants as he. He's as he hiking walked. them up, as they say. Because he has no shoes on, so like you know, kind of good. JC, where are you going? He's. Sounds like he's going upstairs. Oh, he's JC is left. <laughs> he's gone. All right. Well, well, this is two way theater. Welcome. I'm Lumberjake and I'm Mike Pava, and we are here to teach you about a podcast about wrestling. We're gonna teach you about a podcast. Yeah, we're gonna teach y'all about a podcast. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And this this is the it's. It's falling apart without JC. Yeah, we kind of need him back. Yeah, I wish JC was here. We shouldn't have been so cruel to him. It's like that movie, uh, Mom for Sale or something like that, where they uh, the kids decide that their mom isn't being good enough, so they uh, they go to this place that's like, all right, we'll give you three options for moms, but you have to tell us what kind of mom you want. And then uh, they said like, oh, I want a fun mom, and it's like a mom that's a circus ringleader, and the ringleader in the circus is like too much of a life for them, uh-huh. so they have to bail, and then like, they have two other moms that aren't quite what they want, but they only get three chances, and after that they never get a mom again. They only get to choose fun mom? Like no, you can choose like a fun mom, or you can choose like an <coughs> adventurous mom. Like, like all three? You, like you get you only get no you get one at a time, oh. and you only get three. Oh, look oh. who's here! He's he's back. Well, JC. In right. in his hand, he's carrying insulin. 
Also, um, didn't we say that the, this copy was going to be uh, blockbuster video copy? That's what is said in the advertisement for the eBay. I false. I fucking yeah. Negative return, feedback, please. motherfucker. Negative that is, feedback. That is not what you offered. So negative feedback. Fuck that guy. Whoa. He he shipped it to us. What's that? No, he shipped it. Oh. Yeah, shipped. Shipped in the night. Shipped in the night. I mean, yeah, it was probably at night. Yeah. I mean, why would he ship it at night? He probably he mailed it in the day. Yeah, he yeah. mailed but he it in the day. shipped it in the night. Right. Well, he didn't ship it. Right. The courier would have shipped it. Well, like, okay. he sent it on its way. He sent it on its way in the day. Remember that one guy that said he was going to sell it to you and then didn't? Yeah, I do remember that. Because we were supposed to record this podcast, uh, I don't know, like a month ago? Months yep, ago? that's true. Not months, just one month. Shh. By the time this comes out, months. This is coming out Tomorrow. Get out of town. Get into town. Time sensitive. Are we? Are we this. actually going to start? No, we're, we're recording. Yeah, we've been yeah, recording. We can't use time sensitive material. Yeah, no, of course we can. No. These once again very unprofessional. What do you mean? You we're timeless. If we're timeless, then you don't bring up the fucking time. But here <laughs> on April fifteenth, twenty seventeen, Jesus Christ, at three eighteen p.m. Eastern Standard Time, of course. So you're saying this is dropping April 16th? I'm going to say that round or about Nobody gives April- a shit. <sighs> Nobody cares. Because people aren't gonna just going to be listening on that time. They Maybe people listen three years but, from now. But, they don't care that but, it was fucking but, 3 o'clock but, in the afternoon. But, no, it's actually 3.19 now. But, but Yes, Lumberjake? I was just saying it's because that's my birthday and... And then Mikey says nobody cares. Yeah, Mikey was really harsh about your birthday. Yeah. I didn't say nobody cares about your birthday. I'm pretty sure that's what you implied. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go. Oh, now J- Jake's leaving. Jake is standing up. Uh-huh. He's very solemnly walking away, kind of like kind Bruce of st- Banner in The Incredible Hulk. He's kind of stomping away. He's not stomping. He's, He's just a heavy walker. Uh, well, well. His head's hanging Oh, low. it's really... Well, welcome to Two Way Theater. I'm Mike Pava, and I'm JC. All right, and we're gonna learn. We're gonna uh, teach you about a podcast. Oh, about uh, oh, he shut oh, the door. He slammed the door. He's gone. He's out of here. So, what are we teaching on this podcast? Uh, pro wrestling. Pro wrestling movies and, and pro wrestling movies. And pro- oh wait, oh oh, oh. guys, hey, he's back. Lumberjake is back. All right, he's still kind of kind of head down. Still a little, little sad, but that's okay. He's back. We all, he's back. It really didn't feel right without you, Mikey. I need a ride. So, oh, like well, right now? Yeah, right now. But we're about to record our all podcast. Right, well, so, yeah, we're gonna go. Wait, we're wait. just gonna go, guys. Got Mikey. We're walking away. Mikey and Jake are both up. They're walking. They're grabbing their bags. Oh, they're gone. Well. There's the door. They slammed the door. Oh. Welcome to the one-way theater. Oh, wait. What? Galloping on a horse? Lumberjake is galloping on... I don't even know where he got that horse from. You know you don't put a saddle on a dead horse, Lumberjake. Well, here we are at the... Wait. Oh, the door's back. Mikey? Oh, wait, the horse is coming back! The horse is coming back! 
on the horse he rode in on. It's the oh. soon-to-be birthday boy. We actually forgot our phone charger. We oh. That's why we came back. Can I ask why he needed a ride yet had a horse? <laughs> so I, he doesn't know how to ride a horse. I just saw him. He galloped around my living room. I was. He was behind me. You didn't see me in front. Telling the horse what you should do. Okay, at this point, Mikey is like whipping yeah. his. I, I was like, you know. <laughs> Nobody knows what you're doing right now. Nobody, <laughs> I'm waiting for you to narrate I, it. I, I can't. It's hard to say. It looks like he's skiing. No. But imagine Santa Claus. On I, the yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. That's Howard Dean. I was doing yeah, Howard Dean. Perfect Howard Dean. Howard Pimentel. So welcome to three-way theater. Finally. Yeah. I'm Mike Pava. I'm Lumberjake. And I'm J.C. Marks. And we're here to talk to you about... Pro wrestling movies and pro wrestling movies. Hey, you know what? That was pretty good. You know, you 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 might you might call us three peas in a pod. Cast. Oh, wow. We're getting it. We're, we're getting finally it. getting it. Like thirteen episodes in, and it's only going to be a letdown when we can't get it right next episode. Right. I mean, we've only wasted about like nine minutes to our opening here. Wow, I've, it felt way longer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We want to thank you for joining us. Oh. Thank you so much for joining us. However you do so, whether it be Podbean, Ooh, iTunes, iTunes, threewaytheater.com, yep. the all-encompassing website. Just wherever you find us, thank you for joining us. And uh, if this is your first time, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta. I feel that way every time we drop a new episode, and I whenever I see the new downloads, and I'm like, this is somebody's first time yeah. listening to yeah. us, and I wonder how they must feel. Because like sometimes our our references are so inside, I don't even know what we're talking about. Well, we, yeah. we, we, we do a lot of callbacks. Like if you've if you've listened to previous episodes, we like to bring things back. And yeah, we we love a good callback. Yeah, yeah. You can't. It's like Arrested Development. If you don't watch it from the beginning, it's hard to follow along. I mean, I wouldn't encourage you to listen to episode one. Body Slam was pretty awful. No, start episode two and move on. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. Go from there. But um. What we're trying to say is that this if this is your first time, go back and listen to all of our episodes. Except, except for Body, Body Slam. Slam. Yeah. yeah. So, uh... Well, finally, we were here after months of waiting. This movie has been eluding us. It really has. We've, um... I can tell you where I first found out about this movie and how I introduced it to you guys. Please. I, uh, I was discussing with my friends Robert and Tucker about our podcast, talking about wrestling movies, when Tucker said, hey, uh, are you guys going to do The Naked Man? And I said, what is The Naked Man? <laughs> he goes, yeah, it's Michael Rappaport, and it was directed by uh, one of the Coen brothers, or whatever, or written by one of the Coen brothers. And you sent us the artwork for the cover after your friends told you about it. Yeah. And, we, and at that point, I just saw the cover art, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's something that I don't believe actually happens in the right. movie. It, it does looks not. like he's... Swinging like Spider-Man. Swinging like... I was, okay, I was going to say like Tarzan. From a microphone... <laughs> Oh, okay. From okay. one of those hanging yeah, yeah, microphones. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I really like, though? The side, the side. Is the side artwork on yeah. this uh, VHS cover. I mean... You, uh, can, you, you, know, you can see his full outfit with with the mask included. It's funny that you say... Don't read that synopsis because I'm going to read that. All right. Oh, geez, um, JC called dibs. I, what I wanted to say is that... And, you know, we've already posted the artwork for the for the cover on our, on our website and on Facebook. But... 
and one of the things that I talked to the director about because Ooh. I got to have a name drop, humble brag. Yeah, let's uh, talk about this. Um, so f- I mean, as we talked about in our our last mini cast mm-hmm. with uh, Anthony Green, all good Anthony Green. I had the opportunity to interview the director of photography, Jeff Barklage. Yes. Um, it was his first studio role, and I reached out to him because he was the one that uploaded the YouTube video. Right, the trailer. Right. And he immediately replied back to me and was more than happy to uh, do an interview with me, which is currently online at freewaytheater.com. Check it out. Um, we do the interview. It's, you know, emailed some questions back and forth. Real nice. Uh after we're done in the interview, I get another email like a day later, and he's like, "Hey, uh, the director wants to talk to you." <laughs> the uh, director, the director, of the movie, uh, J. Todd Anderson, who, um, again, this was his first and so far only directing credit, and he is currently a storyboard artist for. Um, right now, he's doing the new Predator movie that's coming out. Um, he does. All of the Cohen Brothers movies as a storyboard artist started on Raising Arizona and has continued on ever since. Um, I shot him an email. He goes, give me a call. Gives me his phone number. I had such a cool conversation with this guy. And uh, I thought I got a lot of great tidbits from, from Jeff, which we'll kind of talk about. But I spoke to, to Jay Todd for about an hour and a half. And we talked about... Um, we talked about his influences growing up watching wrestling, how that inspired him to write this movie, and it was so fucking cool. Now, was it written also by him or Ethan Cohen? So, the way the story goes is he wrote this script himself, Okay. but he was looking for financing. And as a, uh, a newbie in the system and not really having any experience, no investors wanted to touch this movie. Plus, it's a high-concept script. <laughs> is it ever? <laughs> So, from that point, him and Jeff Barklage filmed um, what would be the opening scene of the movie of a chiropractor by day going ahead and, and working on his patients and using those magic fingers. They those went ahead, magic hands. Those magic hands, which we found out while watching the movie was very integral to his character. Yes. Um, they filmed it on their own dime just to kind of show what they could do. They started shopping it around. While Fargo was filming, the Academy Award-winning Fargo, uh, J. Todd showed the video to Joel and Ethan Cohen. Ethan thought it was kind of funny, thought it was interesting, said, let me see that script. And he did a, a rewrite of the script, adding some things to it, changing a little bit of the dialogue and characters, and kind of doing um, just kind of a joint rewrite on things. I, so, I can't begin to explain how badly I want to see what that original script looked like. Seriously. Um, so with now a script by J. Todd Anderson and Academy Award winning Ethan Cohen, they immediately got investors for this movie. And thus came the naked man. Thus the naked man was born. The uh, naked man cometh. In his uh, naked uh, birthday suit. <laughs> right. All right. So uh, when we had talked about this on our last minicast, I had had a pipe dream that okay. maybe by talking to the director of photography mm-hmm. for this movie that we could get our hands on some dirt or on some, maybe some unheard music from some, the movie. Some inside. Well, because there are... <clears throat> and boy, 
did he deliver? There's a bunch of original music, and I know, and if you, again, listen to our past episodes, we always talk about the music. We love the wrestling theme songs. Lumberjake does his awesome spoken word. And there were a few, there were about four original songs in this movie. There was never a soundtrack released. We had no way to get our hands on them. Mike, Mike, I think your pipe dream was you wanted your paws on that music. And sure did. Uh, so I may have played the game a little bit and in conversation with Jay Todd mentioned how much I loved the songs. Genuinely. Yes. I enjoyed these songs. He's like, I got them all. I'll send them over to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I couldn't believe it. Originally written again by Jay Todd and Ethan Cohen. They wrote the songs. One of the tracks um, performed by uh, the lead singer Andy Wilde of the Rembrandts. Famous for their... Uh, the I'll be there for you. I'll be there for you. From the television show Friends from the 90s. Some people might remember that. I mean, Friends? That people I'm should remember. I'm kidding. I don't care care what anybody says. I think Friends is one of the most influential sitcoms of all time. (laughs) Um, So we'll play it. We'll play a couple of those tracks on this episode. I think. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Um, So should I read the synopsis that I have? Yeah, we haven't done that in a while. Uh, Only because whatever. I love the the synopsis. Uh, currently, Mike and Lumberjake are fighting over airheads. Airheads, soft-filled bites. Yeah, because if they were real airheads, I would, have, I would let Lumberjake have them all. Yeah, I'm also, to... it sounds like you have like five in your mouth right now. <laughs> okay. Again, being very unprofessional. Yes. Yes. You're yelling at us about the, the do's and don'ts of radio, but there you are. The Naked Man. Tormented by bullies as a kid... Edward Bliss Jr., Michael Rappaport, turns to wrestling to learn the art of self-defense. Through years of training and study, Eddie discovers the key to happiness is the proper alignment of one's spine. So he decides to become a chiropractor. While attending chiropractic school, he supports himself by wrestling professionally as the naked man in a no-skin bodysuit. But Eddie's biggest battle takes place outside the ring after an evil pharmaceutical kingpin sticks Verona, Michael Jeter, and his overweight driver known simply as The Driver, John Carroll Lynch, murder Eddie's parents over control of their drugstore. Grief-stricken and outraged, the wrestling chiropractor dons his naked man costume and sets out on a wild adventure with a free-spirited biker chick, Rachel Lay Cook to avenge the death of his family. Now, what year did this movie come out? <laughs> it was filmed in '97. It came out in 1998. So, 1997. Rachel Lee Cook would be how old? So, fun fact that we learned uh, during the interview. Uh, I'm gonna say like 17 or 18 years old. I would say 17, turning 18. That's a really great guess, Lumberjake. <laughs> oh, but I, 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 I guessed it though. No, no, Lumberjake just. Yeah, you said, said it. seventeen, eighteen, like you didn't know. I said seventeen, turning eighteen. Yeah, I think he was, was very con- the way he confidently said it. Yeah. I'm gonna give that one to Jake. Yes. Um, 
Mikey is so legitimately mad about that. <laughs> he is. You can see his hair is curling right now. <laughs> his gel is failing him. Right now. <laughs> is that hair gel? <laughs> uh, um, she turned 18 during the filming of this movie. 17 year old Rachel Lake Cook about a year before she's all that which so, was her breakout which role. was right um, in conversation with Jay Todd um, eventually that interview will be transcribed in the next week or so to be put on threewaytheater.com he did mention if he had one um, he mentioned about the, the the birthday scene like on her birthday they rode in on the motorcycle in town and the entire cast and crew sang happy birthday to uh-huh. her Isn't that sweet sweet um, one of the things he also mentioned to me is if he could go back and change one thing about this movie would be the title of his movie. He would not have named it The Naked Man. Why? Did he think that it polarized people from watching the movie because it was called The Naked like Man? Like people got the wrong idea? Yeah. Yes. And he also think if people were to search for The Naked Man, they're going to come up with a lot of other things right. okay. that aren't his okay, movie. That makes especially sense. in this digital age. And I think the three of us should be able <laughs> to agree that with the, our podcast, Three, three Guys Theater, Fucking. Oh. Oh. Talking about wrestling. Talking about wrestling. Uh, but three-way theater could be viewed as uh, uh, something else. Mm-hmm. Other things. Yeah. So, you know. That's on us. That That's definitely on us. <laughs> Faux pas. Faux pas, for ma, for everyone. Oh. Faux uncle? Yeah, oh. for everyone. So, do we want to dive in? Yeah. Oh, no, Mikey's getting up out of his seat. Yeah, he's standing up. He, he looks is, sore. He is kind of... He's kind of hunched over. Waddling away. He's oh, knocked over a bag. Knocked over a bag. I think he's drunk. All the wires just fell out. Oh, he's getting an indescript Burger King bag. We have not had Burger King in the last three days. <laughs> he's been carrying that cup with him. <laughs> I'm a little worried. Very worried. But, uh, yeah, let's just dive right into the uh, the in. trailer for Trippin'. Oh my god, let's talk about these goddamn trailers. Holy shit, I almost forgot about these trailers. Um, I wish I could remember more about these trailers. So we decided that Trippin' is a live-action version of Doug. T-R-I-P-P-I-N apostrophe. Apostrophe. Uh, of course, Doug Funny. Uh, it's an African-American version of Doug. Right, in live-action. And every awesome actor... Of color, Anthony Anderson. This is before I knew Anthony Anderson at all. So this has to be 97, 98 again. Of course. And the cast is fantastic. Anthony Anderson is 17 going on 18 years old. (laughs) And still looks exactly the same. Uh, The movie seems to be revolving around him getting into mundane situations and then daydreaming about what he would normally want to do. How awesome was this trailer? I loved it. Like... I, I, we were watching this, and I wanted to stop what we were doing and go get these movies. Yeah, there was first there was Detour. Oh, Detour! That's right. That looked good too. Was that the uh, Gary Busey one? Gary Busey was in there, <laughs> and Jeff Fahey. Jeff Jeff Fahey. Jeff Fahey. <clears throat> Jeff Fahey. Je- Jeff Fahey. Now we have gone when we've had DVD versions of movies. We've gone back and watched, um, you know, certain things from them with by having the VHS those previews were in there like we're, what are we gonna do fast forward through yeah them? by the way the guy shipped it to JC did not rewind be That's kind right be kind we had to wait at least three minutes for that thing to rewind <laughs> three minutes of our life how many minutes do you think I've wasted in my life rewinding A if lot. I was to accumulate all A the lot. time lost by having to rewind I think people take like for granted in the digital age 
The ability just to play. I had a play. machine that was only a rewinder. Yes, it, me it too. Wasn't, yes. It wasn't a VHS player that you rewind. It was only to rewind yes. tapes. What kind of fucking rich mansions did you live in <laughs> with your individual... Nope. I had one too because yeah. my VCR wouldn't rewind. Oh. So was you it needed... broken? No, it just played. So you would have oh, to use the rewinder. How rewind button. fucking yeah. old are you guys? Like, <laughs> you kids don't understand. We had a wind VHS player. We had a rotary phone. Yes. Ah, oh, I love rotary. Ah, rota, 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 hurry. Ah, um. Yeah, what was the next? So Detour was the other one. Detour and tripping, tripping, and I want you. Right, which Mikey first threw shade at, and he was like, "Fuck this movie! This is boring. It looks, <laughs> it's like foreign. Like you really had a problem." I, honestly, I don't even remember. <laughs> but then Rachel Wise took off her fucking. Uh, yeah, there was nudity in the trailer. In the trailer, and then I was in. Yeah, all you were in. all in after that because then it turned into some weird French Canadian like Fatal Attraction. Type it was of movie. so strange. Um. Yeah. I'd want to watch that movie too. I wanted to watch all of these movies. Yes. In a row. In a row. Monster Marathon. In the order of Detour, Trippin, and I watched <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, you gotta do it in order. Yes. I think they'll all take place in the same universe. Just like most of our movies. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, all the movies take place. Oh yeah. Other than the ones that are just movies uh, for the people in our universe to watch. Correct. There is a sub level like of Scooby Doo. Yeah, I mean there's we we can all agree that Scooby Doo. They're just watching did, a cartoon, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so let's talk about the naked man. All right. Okay. We open with the chiro the chiropractor scene, and you. This is the scene. Well, and just to clarify, it's not the actual scene because Michael Rappaport wasn't yet cast as. Oh, Bliss. okay. They. It was just the scene that they originally shot with different actors. They just redid it. Correct. Okay. Yeah. That 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 makes. That makes sense. Because one of the other cool tidbits I learned about this movie is that everybody read for their parts. So there wasn't any, like, I see Michael Rappaport as Ed Bliss Jr. Right. I don't think anyone's ever said, I see Michael Rappaport. Barton Fink? Who's that? He's my neighbor. He's right next to me. He's looking through the window. Oh, get out of here, Mr. Fink. <laughs> um, but everybody that wanted this wanted a role in this movie, they had to read for it. They had to read for the part. So it wasn't one of those things where, like, I have so-and-so in mind. So... You're telling me Big Dick Dudley read for his scene? Maybe. Maybe. I would actually probably wager that Big Dick Dudley... Pro- spoiler alert. Big, Big Dick, Dick Dudley. Dudley's in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Not as a wrestler. Right. But <laughs> the only wrestler in this movie is not a wrestler. They shot all of the wrestling scenes in Minnesota, and they used all local talent, and they rented the ring and things like that. I would probably wager that Big Dick Dudley helped with that, securing the talent, securing the stunt people for the wrestling scenes, and probably helped get the ring in exchange for a part in the movie. I would guess. Um, So it's just like a general scene with him just cracking this lady's neck. Except this woman is orgasming. Well, that's because he's so good at what What he he does. does. Uh, Yeah. Is that, so, a, I mean, is that a good orgasm? Is that right? Is that how you orgasm? I mean, you kind of. No, no. I, I could tell you kind of fake it. No, so no, no. Wait, really? hold on, hold on, hold on. Ah! That was even worse. Wait, that was worse. Yeah. What? Why'd you just? That's how I orgasm. I fart wait. at the end. You queef? No, no, no. He's he farts. Well, I don't actually fart. I just make that noise with my mouth. Oh, can you do it again? That. <laughs> do that again. <laughs> what an awful word, queef. <laughs> you have a problem with Queen Laquifa? <laughs> Mikey, can you do an orgasm for us? Jake and I both did ours. 
Ew. Oh, so geez. unturned. And it was like slow. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it was like you were that starting was like, your engine. That was, that was, <laughs> my, that was my Britney Spears orgasm. <laughs> uh, Ew, Wait, that it. one was worse than that. Yeah, I feel so uncomfortable. I want to leave again. I hope no one's listening to this like on their radio, like turned up in their car. I hope they are. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I just sound like the kid from The Grudge. <laughs> Stop that! If you listen to this podcast in seven days, you'll die. Um, so Michael Rappaport, he leaves his, uh, he's gonna leave his practice and start his own. Yes, because this doctor is, he doesn't like the guy that's running it. Well, because he's taking advantage of Ed Bliss. Mm -hmm. Yes, who's the best chiropractor, and everyone loves him. He gets his work done fast, gets it done right. Everyone loves him. Right. I mean, we'll, you know, we find out in the extended flashback just how good he is. Yes. But he, I mean, we saw it in the opening scene with the orgasm lady. Yeah. And he quickly goes around the entire office, which could be perceived as a dick move, giving out his business cards to everybody and being like, see at my new place. Yeah. Well, kind of poaching clients. But if they are his clients. I don't know if all of them were strictly his clients. I think they were the way they were portraying it. And, like, people would, like, Specifically, want just him? Yeah, right. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to like, but I do agree with you that it is a dick move to do. Okay, thank you. That's all I wanted, and I don't, I don't blame Ed for doing it either. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel like maybe he should have been a little more subtle about it if he was going to poach clients. Yeah, this doctor's been screwing him for long enough. Fuck it, it's his last day. And I mean, we kind of also like we we see what a creep he is because then he goes to fuck his nurse at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she's wearing the shortest skirt, and he's like, you need help with that, honey. Ugh. The stereotype. There's so many stereotypes within this movie. And do you think that's more of a product of its time, or... Yeah. Well, like, maybe not even of its time, but just of where this writing was. It was so such a surrealist, like, things were very stereotypical to give you what the archetypes were for these characters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Like, the shady wrestling promoter is just so over the top with his cigar, <laughs> cigar and his like, dusty suit yeah. and I loved the promoter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sammy, I believe his name was. Um, okay. And played by the lawyer from Jurassic Park. Ah. Right. Which, again, awesome. there are so many little character actors in this movie. Like, the cast is honestly stacked. Um, when you look at it from top to bottom, and the I way Rachel Lee Cook the stacked, uh, <laughs> I should have asked how they, uh, which costume design uh, artist decided to, to put write on her the tattoos dress. on her lefty mm-hmm. and righty. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Um, lefty and right. Yeah, there were no volunteers before her uh, 18th birthday. Afterwards, every hand. <laughs> um, there were a couple of volunteers. This <laughs> they were quickly taken off set. <laughs> right. Um, we quickly jump into the world of wrestling in this movie. Literally, just cut to a wrestling yeah. match. Uh, it's the naked man versus the savage. The savage. Who's just another local talent local guy. jiggling about? Oh yeah, he jiggled everywhere, and I like that in the first couple of moments of the wrestling match. Um, us as the viewer, 
weren't sure if we were to be clued in that this was a work or a shoot. Yep, that's always a uh, that's always a point of contention for a lot of these movies. But like at first, they're just kind of doing this and that. They're kind of grappling, yeah. catch as catch can, doing this and that. And then like I loved at the end where it's like Happy Birthday, Ed. Yeah, it's like, so it's like okay, wink. <laughs> yeah, um, it's his last match. It's on his birthday. Because his wife... His very pregnant his wife. super-duper pregnant wife. Who was the girlfriend from Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. The one with the one leg? Yeah. I love that movie. It's an underrated movie. The, the first one, yeah. Yeah. Second one, Hidden Class. Where, what? No. Listen, we'll talk about that on our Rob Schneider podcast. <laughs> um, I love how everybody says wrestling. It's not wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N. Why do I gotta get out of wrestling? Yeah, but you can still. Why can't he wrestle? There's a certain pops that I know that it reminded me a lot of that. Uh. <laughs> I don't know how I like. I don't know how you guys felt about how they portrayed the wife, because it seems very shrill. Like you can't wrestle no more, Eddie. We're like, having a baby. Like here's the thing, though. I, I can't tell if his true passion is wrestling or chiropracting. Because he seems to legitimately love what he does. Mm-hmm. Why can't it be both? It can be both. She but doesn't with, want him to get hurt. With a kid on the way. But she's like, he's Family. 30. It's time to quit these <laughs> foolish things. <laughs> oh, Good. Is that what it is? Fuck. What am I doing? I, I don't know. I'm like, okay I just, for a little bit. <laughs> like, I feel like he clearly loves wrestling. Yeah. It's clearly something he is passionate because he, about. Because he's friends with these people, you know? Right. That's what it is. Well, and there's the two characters arguing, the one in the two, the, the drag dress and everything else. Yeah. He's, he's just looking back and he's laughing. He's like, those guys are crazy. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. And then the promoter's like, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. It was great out there. The wrestling. They loved you. Like, these are his boys. These are his family. And he's a good wrestler. And But to have wrestler. the wife character be so shrill and just be like, time to call it quits, Eddie. Childish but, things. But that's real life, though. I know. It just... I, I don't know. Like, I don't you're, you you're right about when you said earlier about everybody fit a certain stereotype. Yeah. And played that character. I, I you know, I wish... It would be nice to see a movie where the, the, the female protagonist or the, the wife character well, like, was supportive. I liked that it was... People had different ways of not approving. I like guess parents... Didn't approve at all, but his wife was okay for with for a while. But now she's pregnant, and she doesn't want to. But the parents, including especially the father, didn't even approve of him being a chiropractor. That's also true. He wanted him to be a pharmacist. So, like, he disapproved of both his different passions. Yeah. Did he even know he was a wrestler? Mm, uh, he told him to quit. Well, we'll get to the extended flashback. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, because so this, as you mentioned, it's his last match. It's his birthday. They've decided to move back to his old hometown in order to reconnect with his family. And then we get into this. When I say an extended flashback, it's a good like fifteen twenty minutes of this the, movie. The flashback lasts from childhood to his first like three years in chiropractic, then to his death. It's kind of like a Jacob's Ladder scenario. Yes, yes. Um, the flashback begins with uh, the, with Eddie being picked on. He's getting all picked on because he's a nerd. But he uh, he starts training hard. He's, he's Is he watching wrestling or something? But he, he found should... the big book of wrestling. Yes, the big book of wrestling. Which had a lot of cool old school photos in it. I, uh, yeah. I didn't catch any of the, the famous names that might have been in there. But there was a lot of names within that book. Like real names. Yeah, not um, fake names, guys. 
He trains hard, and uh, the bullies go to pick on him again, and he snaps both of their arms. He fucks them up! He breaks their fucking arms. Snaps their arms. And then he gets in trouble. Isn't yeah, that the way it goes? I like the uh, the weird Looney Tunes dynamic between the dad and Ed Jr., where they're like, you're going to quit wrestling. Yes, I am. No, I'm not. Yes, yeah. I am. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. <laughs> um, his dad's telling him, you're going to be a pharmacist. That's what you're going to be. No! And he makes his son sit there and study to be a pharmacist, but in doing so, he has him set up next to a uh, like an anatomy doll. Mm-hmm. And it's like the human body, but it's clear, <laughs> right. and you can see all the organs and all the tendons and shit like that, and that's where he gets inspired for his costume. Here's what I think. I think that without being a chiropractor, he never would have been a good wrestler, and vice versa, he never would have been a good wrestler without being a chiropractor. Okay. I think these are kind of a yin and yang. Yeah. Well, he also, he also needed those kids to bully him so he could defend himself and realize that he can really... He would have never had that push. Right. I said to Jay Todd while interviewing him that this really felt like a superhero origin story. Right. Like, there was so... Again, this was 98, so this was before X-Men or, like, the big superhero burst, like, the big blow-up. And I was like, you think this came out a couple years? Because this is, like, a superhero story. He's a masked character. Um, He's an Avenger. He's, you know, bullied as a kid. Like, these are all classic tropes. Um, did he say what he would have named if it wasn't the Naked Man? He did not. Um, what do you guys? What would you guys name it if it wasn't the Naked Man? Um, you know, it's <laughs> uh, honestly. I already have my answer. I I, th- <laughs> I think the Naked Man's a perfect name for this. <laughs> it's as I I got nothing. I it's this movie. There's nothing that can encase that in my mind. If I was to be more simplistic, and think, I would have called it the backbreaker. Oh, okay. Right. So it's a little more a back, you That's know, kind of neck, neck breaker, back right, breaker. Right, yeah. That sort of, I, that, there, I love it. I'm just, it. That just came to me right off the top of my head. Where you were know? you in 97? I was 14 years old doing backyard wrestling. Oh, now here you are, 30-something years old doing backyard like wrestling. years later. <laughs> I do indoor wrestling. <laughs> um... He actually wins over his girlfriend by wrestling. Well, his very, what I guess, seemingly religious girlfriend, at least in the opening scene, she's wearing her little cross, cross yeah, and necklace. very holier-than-now type of thing. And um, he does. He kind of he woos her. And I, I love the scene at the wrestling match where she decides to say I love you during his match while he's wrestling. That's the f- first place to say I love you. I love you, Eddie! Oh, turns around, gets knocked in the yeah. face, and then they have uh, they they make love that night. Yes, for the first time. And was he not her secretary? He might. She worked for the office, so she worked for the doctor. Is that a, is that a conflict of interest? Absolutely. Like, but that would be how he got the job, right? No, he didn't get it by fucking the job. They met at the job. Yeah, they met at the job. They're two young folks just starting out in the world of chiropractic medicine. Medicine. Yep, yep. Yep, thank you. Teamwork. Teamwork (laughs) makes the dream work. And um, 
one of the things that uh, so he's going to school on a full scholarship with wrestling he got a wrestling scholarship which is putting th- him through chiropractic school which is what finally caused the rift between his parents where his dad who expected him to come into the world of uh, pharmaceutical medicine yeah run the family <laughs> business someday. run the family business you think it was passed down from generation to generation like like in the like the 1800s mm-hmm. they had like yep. the little pharmacy posts yep he, his uh, great great grandfather sold snake oil and his uh, his sister Miss Bliss, she was a teacher. Oh, love that yeah. on uh, Saved by the Bell. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Haley Mills. Yeah, the Parent best. Trap. Yeah. yeah. Poly- anyway, <laughs> she, she was in Pollyanna. <laughs> Mikey's just not enthused by this at all. It's because Mikey doesn't remember Jack shit, and his belly hurts. Your belly still hurt. I'm pretty sure the microphone. Uh, I'm surprised it's not picking it up. I'm not wearing my my earbuds, so I can't actually confirm that. But, Earbud. Uh, listeners, let us know if you can hear Mike pay this belly. And if you can make out what it says, you win a prize. And call, <laughs> caller number three is going to win this prize. <laughs> um, but after his wrestling match, they decided to drive back to the town he left. Right, so flashback over. 20 minutes later. It's not so much over as much as it just led up to... It catches exactly, up to the present. Yeah. So they're driving to his old hometown. This picturesque uh, little slice of Americana. He, where he bought a house across the street from I, his dad. I believe the business was across from his dad. His chiropractic business oh, okay. is going to be across from his dad's From his pharmacy. dad's pharmacy. How perfect. Which or, is also an ice cream shop. It could, Yeah, that was an ice cream shop. The, yes, the chiropractic... I mean, the, the pharmacy. The pharmacy is also a... Pharmacy yeah. slash ice cream shop. And they That's what it used to be back in the day. Is that how it always was? Yeah, it used to. The pharmacies also used to double as like a like a ice cream shop. Is that true? Yeah, it's, it's it was a very nineteen fifties kind of mentality. But is this movie based out of the nineteen fifties? Absolutely not. Okay, <laughs> Rachel Lee Cook was not. True that. True that. <laughs> um, um, we're we're kind of introduced first in a, a nighttime driving scene of our our villains of the movie. Before where they kind of uh, come across each other. Right. Uh, the driver, as you mentioned in the synopsis, who's dressed like Elvis Presley. Yep. Uh, John Carroll Lynch, he was uh, the is, brother on the Drew Carey show. So, here's a question. Yes. Is he dressed as Elvis, or is he Elvis? We talked about this after we watched the movie, yeah. and I... Conspiracy time. I, I'm on the fence. Now, there could have been things in Elvis's life that turned him to the dark side, so it absolutely could be Elvis Presley. <clears throat> because the guy, the old man with the cane, Sticks. Sticks Verona. Sticks Verona. Great name. Sticks Verona. Fantastic name. He, um, he says that they're dead. He says that they are... He goes, he's already died once. Yes. So... It's implying. Who better to have Elvis by his side than a a pharmacist? You know? True. But he has a name. Was it Chunky or something like that? He does not have a name. He is all. Oh, wait. Actually, you are right. The name of the business, Porky's? No. It was something like that. It was Chunky. uh, Poppies? Puffy. Puffy. His name is Puffy. So. I feel like he was a. Elvis impersonator. Okay. <clears throat> and just kind of... Did he get too into the character where he started doing all these pills and stuff and started eating peanut butter? Started eating the peanut butter. You know, and the then died butter. and then came back to life. Right. Okay. Okay. So he, he just so happened to also die. 
I, I'm sticking by that he's Elvis. Okay. I'm, I'm sticking right. by that. I would ask our, our listeners to watch the movie and find out, but good fucking luck finding it. Yeah, you can find this on eBay, uh, on JC's eBay account. <laughs> That's yes. right. You'll yep. be auctioning this off. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Autographed yeah, by Sa- Sa- Yes, exactly. Oh, that'd be so nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you know Dick? Do you know Delilah Hayden signs the autographs for all the turtles in time in the back? That's forgery. Yeah, Curry Boy and Steve the Turtle. Dick signed his own. Wait, he signed his own dick? No, he signed all. He signed the eight bit tens, but Delilah signed them for herself, Steve, and Curry Boy. It's forgery. I know this. We just revealed on the podcast that the turtles in time are forging their signatures. Yeah, and Delilah drew a turtle next to Steve's autograph, so it's it looks bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Fans, get your money back. No, don't get your money back. Get I mean, your it's money not back. my money. Unless you really <laughs> like Delilah and Dick, then fine. And it, I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, D and D. Um. But anyway, I'm sorry. We we're kind of off topic there. Yeah, we really kind of went off uh, went off track. But Styx Verona is a quadriplegic. Mm, He's a paraplegic. Paraplegic. He's quadriplegic would be all four. All four, like neck down. Arms. Okay. Hands. Legs. His feet. legs just seem to be no good. Or he could possibly have a, a, like cerebral palsy, something like that. No, I don't think that was the case. I think you because guys are of the right. Cane. Actually, no, because spoiler alert: something's wrong with his back. Well, yes. Spo- spoiler alert. But so it's nothing like a, a mental deficiency no. or whatever. No. I mean, he does. He is crazy. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Like his, but his body is not. And I mean, he's, I mean, the point of it is, he's a very unbalanced man. Literally, he leans to the side. <laughs> <laughs> and as um, so, Ed Bliss and his beautiful wife show up at the pharmacy the next day, the next morning. And I got to tell you, the wife overstepped her bounds. She's already calling them Ma and Pa. That was a little weird. After their tearful reunion for the first time, the dad doesn't care. He just wants. He to just see wa- his son. He misses his son. It's been what? It had to have been at least fifteen years. Yeah, twenty years. He, that guy became a fucking doctor. And they like, make it seem like there's going to be a little problem. And then he's like, he and just drops like, all his pills. Yep. And goes over and they're hugging. And then big she, hug. But then the then the wife is just like, "Pa, you want to touch my belly?" Yeah. Yeah, that was strange. It was uncomfortable. That was weird. Yeah, and then she has um, issues. and coming from me, <laughs> saying something. But then Ed has to go see a man about a machine. Yeah, he has to get a special machine for uh, that's that he hopes the guy's still selling. So he leaves his wife behind with the parents and, and his unborn child, and immediately bumps into Puffy and Sticks as they're coming into the pharmacy. Yes, and um, Sticks is very unhappy that there's no ramp, a handicap accessible. Which, uh, that's, uh, that's just. Actually, that's pretty fair. Yeah, that's definitely, that's not in compliance. <laughs> it is, but it wasn't a law back then, so. Oh, good point. If it was oh, 2017, man. it wouldn't fly. Yeah, it's definitely not. Um, so they, they want ice cream, and also to buy the pharmacy. And also a peanut butter, or a banana and a bacon sandwich. Right. I mean, I would say that, um, I guess he's a as as the synopsis said he's a pharmaceutical kingpin. So he's trying to buy up all the small pharmacies in the area to make them all puff. He's basically Walmart, right? Is what we're saying. Trying to monopolize, monopolize it. Um, the they of course refuse. Right, they want none of it because the he just bought a uh, a practice across the street. Like the whole family's reunited. Although a pharmacist and a chiropractor, those are two not two compatible things. I don't believe. I believe those are would compete with each other. <clears throat> Possibly. Right. 
But whatever. Uh, so, what sticks to do? Um. Well. Okay. So I mean, what a normal person would do? Oh, I know what a normal person would do. Okay. He'd pull out his fucking crutch guns and shoot the entire fucking family. Crutch guns! As Puffy holds him up because he's fucking lifting up his crutches. <laughs> Murders the entire family. Shoots. In fairness, it's off screen, so we don't see the murders. So we. Do I s- didn't believe that they were actually going to. be I married. actually until watch- they were all zipped up in body yes. bags. Well, I loved watching Mikey's face because as we're watching this movie and we're about a half hour in at this point, you think it's going to be one thing. You're like, okay, I see where this story is going. Then, crutch guns happens, and he fucking murders. Everybody, the pregnant wife, the, the mo- mama, the dada, the dada. <laughs> like, like, it's just bizarre. It's not what you could ever expect. He just fucking shoots up the whole place. Yeah. And um, at this point, Ed has locked himself out of his car. And a bunch of Boy Scouts try to help him. And he's like, you know what? My wife's got a spare set. I'll just hoof it back. And then uh, he sees police speeding down there. So he starts running back. At this point, he's still taking his time running. Yeah, he's just kind of a leisurely jog. Like, well, the, he didn't really know. You know, he didn't. He wasn't expecting. He had some kind of bad feeling because yeah. he's like, "Oh, this doesn't look good." But I better just kind of still slowly, briskly jog. You know, Michael Rappaport only has a couple of like real runs in him. That was one of the last takes. <laughs> um, gets to the uh, pharmacy ice cream shoppy, and the the police tape is up. The the ambulances are there. He tries to like dodge a cop to look into the window. And that's when we see the zi- the the body bags and the zipped up, specifically on his wife. Couldn't believe it. Instead of blood, there's ice cream all over their faces. Yeah, yeah. Like raspberry ice cream. They didn't want to get too graphic. Um, um, but they we see zip up the the dad's bag, then wipe up the the mom's, and then Mikey's like, no, no way. And then there's the pregnant wife, Jesus. zip up the bag, and uh, Ed Bliss has a psychotic break. He fucking snaps. Not in like a fun Ken Shamrock snaps way, but like a <laughs> but like a psychological break yeah. where he just goes blank. He's just void oh, blank of, man. Yes, I can we do blank man? Next? Oh my god, let's do blank. David man. Allen Greer. Uh, yes, please. David Wayne's Jr. Yep. Wait, what? Wait, I mean senior. Okay, sorry. They look exactly. You mean Keenan Ivory Wayne's? No, I mean uh, Sean Wayne's. Oh, Sean Wayne Scott. Uh huh. No, Sean William Scott. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sean William Scott Cotton. Yeah, no, James Kahn. James Kahn, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Stephen Kahn. <laughs> Mikey is so... <laughs> he's, he's, just, he's just staring off into the sunset. He's just sipping out of his alcohol cup. <laughs> he's just like, I'm going to let them tire themselves out, and they'll just stop eventually. <laughs> so Michael Rappaport goes to a wrestling match. Well, okay, so he's... What wa- better way to blow off steam? He's walking down the highway in a psychotic break until the cops pull up behind him. Mm-hmm. And they're like, sir... Please step to the side of the road. And he they want him to blow into a plastic baggie. Have you guys ever experienced this? You're gonna pull over? I've never been pulled over. Uh well wouldn't that be an old like breath was he bled breath? It's an old police trick. You didn't fall for that one. Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Um yeah, I'd, I've never seen a breathalyzer. So he, okay, like so bag. if he's drunk and blows into the bag, what happens? I don't know. They save the breath, go down <laughs> to the station. We laughed, but that's probably what they did. 
Um, we're gonna have this breath processed. Uh, these, coming with us until we get it done. Uh, these kids don't know what they're talking about. They don't know about the old bag breath test. And <laughs> what are they even talking about? VHS rewinders. We had to do it by hand. Ah oh, no. Uh, we contaminated the the breath. We got somebody else's air in here. Somebody breathed over here. Um, he 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 breathed so he breathed so hard he broke the bag. He broke the bag. There's a there's a breach in the bag. And he he was very polite about it. He goes, "I'm sorry, I broke your baggie." <laughs> yeah, I thought they were gonna fuck too, Mikey. I definitely thought that. Like, and how do you? Because we're really kind of we're burying the lead and we're skipping over a major plot point. The wife's not dead. Yeah, they uh, they they discover. Hey, immediately after they zip up her body bag, but not shown immediately. Right, because you have to give enough time for Ed Bliss to walk away from the window. Yeah, she immediately moves. Wouldn't they check that before they fucking zipped up the entire body bag? Hey, did you check the stats on this one? Oh, I thought you did. I'm just the zip up guy. I was getting ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was stealing perks. <laughs> um, the wife is alive. Yeah, she is uh, alive. Somehow alive after being shot. And um, spoiler: the baby's also alive. Right. Although it would have been great if the crotch gun also shot the little baby head. Whoa! Would it have? If he like aimed for it. Whoa! Like what? Like deliberately shot her in the her pregnancy. Yes. That's a level of evil. That you don't think Styx Verona's already at that level of evilness? Listen, he has no control. He just goes whichever way fucking the driver wants <laughs> yes. like yeah. he, He's got no control yeah. over his shots. Yeah, he just holds it and then Puffy swings him back and forth. Yeah, he's yeah. like, you miss every shot that you don't take. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe I crossed the line. I just... <laughs> But I mean, what now? We always now we have to muzzle ourselves on three way theater. We can't talk about. I mean, little, any pregnant women watching murder is like one thing. I'm not proposing. To be fair, the, shoot them in his little baby head. To be fair, the baby did die. No, the baby did yes, not die. Yes, he did. Oh, car, car accident. <laughs> thing thought it could drive and got behind the wheel. It was all done after that. <laughs> Let that baby drive. <laughs> okay, okay. That's um, not Mikey. This one was how I was going with it. Um, anyway, <laughs> how do you think Ed Bliss would have felt if he had fucked Rachel Lake Cook, then found out that his wife? Oh fell? yeah, like that would have been pretty fun. Yeah, but I don't think it was ever a thought on his head. I think he thought about it. I don't think he did. He was completely just shell shocked. What was that? No, not not you, Steve the Turtle Whiner. Oh. Yeah, I don't think he it crossed his mind to. You don't think so? No. He kind of more fucked the tree than anything. Spit <laughs> take number two. And spoiler alert. Yeah. He fucks a tree. It was the giving tree, so. <laughs> not not that day. It was the yeah. taking well, tree. Well, I mean, do we want us want to skip to that scene? It's not really skipping that far ahead. So the movie's only ninety minutes. Well, so. because so that's the scene where we really get. Expel! Oh my god, yeah. Um, let me, uh... Do, this, do the spoken word. Lumber, now, ladies and gentlemen, oh. Lumberjake's spoken word of the titular song of the Naked Man. And Mikey now knows that titular is a word that has existed long before this podcast. <laughs> We've already established I that. just wanted to point out again that Mikey thought that, that word was not a real word. <laughs> no, I just have never heard it and didn't know what it was. He couldn't use context clues. He couldn't use Google. <laughs> 
Alright. <clears throat> Expelled from the Garden of Eden. Ejected from the castle on high. Pack your bags, take your woman and go. The removed from the banks of Geneva, separated, and a lot of goodbyes. That's all I got. That's... It's... So good. So good! So good! So good! So good! Sweet Caroline! She's a bum! He wrote that about a baby. That was shot in the head. (laughs) (laughs) Well, her dad was. Oh, good times like, never seem so good. So good. So good. So good. We're alienating anyone not from Massachusetts. I don't know if that. Neil Diamond, greatest singer songwriter of this or any other generation. Yeah, but the, I've been inclined. Bum, bum, bum. To believe I never would. No. We're not. We're not. We're not. I, I love, love 1999, 
2016. That that was not a promise ring. ring. Yeah, yes. your girlfriend Bess is going to be pissed. Who's Bess? Your girlfriend Bessie. Bessie. We're not supposed to talk about her. Who's Bess? Don't, don't act like you don't, you don't know her. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's so weird. That you Bess Eaton? Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. So you're calling. You're calling your girlfriend Bessie. That's Bess Eaton. That's her name. That's her name. Bessie. Her last name is Eaton. Yeah. Best eaten by April 16th, 2000. <laughs> um, I believe that Bessie um, has a sister. Nelly. Oh, the cow kicked Nelly in the belly in the barn. The cow kicked Nelly in the belly in the barn. The cow kicked Nelly in the belly in the barn. The cow kicked Nelly in the belly in the barn. What the fuck are you doing? Man. All right. Anyway, Naked Man. Yeah. yeah. Welcome, Welcome to Three Way Theater. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm JC. I'm Mike Pava. <laughs> <laughs> so they get to the, the airport. Right, because uh, through um, some basil exposition, <laughs> we find out that <laughs> we find out that uh, Puffy and Sticks Verona are having their uh, ship, ship, ship minutes. Or airplane airfield. This, this abandoned, abandoned airfield where, where they can do their illegal activities behind everybody's back. And um, at this point, the, the naked man, Michael Rappaport, he intercepts the guy on the radio. Well, he abandoned uh, Rachel Lee Cook after, after he fucked the tree. And he's gone to this abandoned airfield and he turns one of the anonymous henchmen into a pretzel. Yes. And it's like, that man probably has a real life family and stuff that he has. And well, I mean, the body count that Mike Rapport has already amassed. Now, was that guy dead? He was talking. Yeah, his fingers and stuff were still moving, even though he was tied. But as you said earlier, what kind of life is he going to lead? Yeah, as a pretzel? Like, he can't support his kids? He can't support his neck? Pretzels are notoriously flimsy. But delicious. Yes. They get all the way around that. Some blue cheese. Oh, oh, oh okay. All right. right. Yeah. Did you say pug, pug cheese? Yeah, yeah. Leave Daisy, Daisy out of this. Alex Porto. Oh, the pug. Yes. Um, <laughs> at this point, Puffy comes in, in for the attack. He tries to come up through his little cubby hole with another uh, syringe of, of drugs. drugs. These, this is like a fun, fun drug, drug take. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Right? You, the, the only way to get it out of you is through a mud bath, so it's like, yeah. man. Muddy marshmallows. Yeah. I'd eat so many muddy marshmallows if I could do that. Yeah. yeah. Muddy bunnies, that's my dear. You, you ate, ate them all, didn't, didn't you? you? I sure did. I ate them. Um, they, they get, get into, into the fight, fight and Jake, you mentioned uh, the awesome Elvis karate moves. I didn't mention that. Blink. Uh, I mean, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. No, you're right. Uh, <laughs> Elvis throws some. Elvis has, has some really sweet karate moves. Yeah, karate. Yeah, good, good point. point. Um, I can't believe you remembered something. Yeah. Um, this is how it should be. Always. We talk about something first, and then Mikey can expound upon it. Um, he throws some karate moves until the naked man finally has the syringe coming back at. Puffy or Elvis, whatever. The driver. And he gives the that, right. Right. Yep. He gives that, uh, that trademark Elvis lip. And he gets... Oh, Mikey's currently doing a perfect Elvis lip. He's not, though. I don't know. I think he's having a stroke. No, no. That was, that was a perfect Elvis lip. Oh, no. He's crying again. He has a chat epic. He's literally having a stroke. Oh, no. Chat epic had a stroke. Is that true? Yeah. 
Oh, not recently. I didn't even know he was sick. Yeah, 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 yeah stroke. Now I'm making fun of it on our podcast. Oh, oh. Yeah, I mean, you know well, I am. Well, now you're because you're saying that. I slap him in the face, but it was a god already beat me to it. Oh, oh, oh! He hates that so much. Um. So, so he, he now, now makes, makes him a zombie, zombie almost. Pretty much a zombie. zombie. Very susceptible to suggestion. And he got a suggestion. So, so he whispers, whispers it into his ear. Why he whispers it, that's anyone's guess. What the fuck with us? We don't know what he wants. But in a in a movie sense, why would you whisper? There's no reason to. We're in a visual medium, like... Maybe it was because he was at an airport and he was actually screaming it into his ear. Maybe. sure you could hear it. There was a plane running. That's, That's true. true. Well, well, just, just kind of sitting. Well, well idling, idling, but it was still yeah. like, you know, the, the things are spinning. Right. Propeller. Yeah. Those, 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 those special, the specialized propeller that they had to find. Right, because uh, um, basically this entire scene was designed around finding the perfect plane with the propellers because... Uh, because upon shooting the entire staff that was loading drugs... Um, JC, you believe that Puppy was on his way to kill Sticks? That is my impression, because he's shooting all the other henchmen. Um, I believe he is definitely trying to fuck up the run, but it looks like he's walking towards him with the gun, ready to shoot Sticks. So, um, he shoots probably three, four guys running the plane, and then he walks straight into the propeller. Holy shit. And it fucks him up good. Um... It's, it's, discuss- it's, it's disgusting, disgusting in the best way possible. Yes, yes. in every way. Yeah, it wasn't. See, I'm not a fan of like gory type yeah. of like horror movies. Yeah, even look at that girl from Doctor Phil last night. Fuck that. No, that girl was disgusting. You're gonna get some hate on the social media. I'm and, uh, just saying, if she's a big three way theater fan, I apologize, but I don't. But you're not. But you're not a fan of gory, right? And this wasn't that. Kind of, it's slapstick, slapstick gore. It's comedy gore. Yeah, and it was it's so good. This this bit belonged in the movie uh, Dead Alive, the horror movie that was also just it was horror, but just the comedy behind it. It was horribly grotesque, but very funny at the same time. It was definitely out of place in this movie, but like because it really just made me go, "What the fuck?" Um, his intestines literally get hooked. Onto the propeller, yes. and they're pulled out like yes. a, like a magician pulling scarves out of his mouth. But so, but by, and by walking into the propeller, it cut like a, a giant, a giant hole. hole in his. So you can see everything on the inside that's just empty, and every all his guts fell out. Right. Um, How apropos that the movie is called The Naked Man, and at the end he wears a suit, and then this guy is you see the inside of his body. Oh, wow. That's, 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 that's kind of coming full circle with it. Now you see his insides when you've been seeing his the other. Real yeah. quick, was there a part in this movie where Michael Rappaport, the naked man, while he was wearing his naked suit, had a heart yes. that was outside yes. of the body and, and it ripped all of ripped it off thinking it was his real heart? Right. Yes. Which, how stupid is Elvis? Because, like. The, like, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna finish him off. I'm gonna, gonna rip off his heart. He's gonna, gonna gollymot. Gollymot. <laughs> <laughs> because he was so hopped up on drugs, he was so fucked up. Hopped up on goopballs. Hopped up on goopballs. And upon having all of his intestines ripped out, uh, 
it, it did a great uh, bit of practical effects. They put a, like a, a shell over his actual yes. torso to see the inside of that body, and he takes a handful of pills, swallows them down, which and he did throughout the movie. Yes, he repeatedly did that. And, and which, which just, just fell right through his body. Oh, okay. so it, was, it, was it was a great scene. Fantastic. It was great. It. So, Puppy's dead. And Six melts down. That's when he says he's already died once. Yes. Um, and it, at, at this, this point, Naked Man's coming for him in a forklift. <laughs> so, uh, Six goes right at him in his motorized wheelchair. wheelchair. Um, I can't remember when the plane took off. At this point, the second the propeller incident happened, the, the pilot was like, fuck this. Get out of there. So he's getting ready to take off on the runway. Six is charging forward in his motorized wheelchair. Forklift with the naked man. But we, the cops are on their way. They found out where this was all going down. And as the, the plane's taking off towards the police car, the cops just goes, plane... John Slattery from, from Mad Men, uh, another bigger, another bigger star now than he was then. He's, he's playing the hard-boiled Eddie Valiant detective's partner. Yes, and uh, yeah, yeah. Like, really like, plain. And just, I don't even know if those things were. They just went right over. Yeah, and then uh, forklift. Yeah, because um, in driving them at each other, uh, the naked man jumps off the forklift and tackles sticks out of his wheelchair, which. Uh, what does his name now be? Wheels? Oh. Well, I mean, I figure after he destroyed his uh, gun crutches, he can't really just be back on those. Yeah, I guess. It's so a one and done. He's got regular crutches though. Oh, man. Oh, man. Like, you, you only get, get one shot. Yeah. If, what if you only get one shot? Rabbit. Hey, my mom's spaghetti. spaghetti. Oh, oh no! <laughs> um, he tackles them. They fight. Well, I mean, it's not much of a fight. Like, like Naked Man's, Man's about, about to kill Six, but instead of doing that, well, the, the, the hard-boiled noir detective gets out of the car and pleads with him. You don't want to do this, Eddie. Your wife needs you and your baby. What? That's right. They're alive and they need you. Nobody, Nobody and they, they didn't, didn't say that they, that they weren't going to arrest them. Well, well they, they were just like, it's, it's gonna, gonna be alright, right, Eddie. Like, like we, we know, know what happened, but like, again, he's, he's murdered like, multiple people. A huge amount of people, especially innocent people. And I mean, innocent people. For the first time in, 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 in a long time in this movie, the psychotic break has snapped. Uh, for the moment, there's a moment of clarity. My, my wife and child are still alive. Like, like what, you know. So he becomes back to his normal self. But, but he, he still, still wants, wants to kill Six Furrow. Incorrect. He fucking helps Six Furrow. Because, because maybe Six Furrow wouldn't be such a nasty little man if he had proper back alignment. So, because that's this whole thing. Happiness is proper back alignment is the key to happiness, which is the part of his speech after the wrestling match. Yes, a very confusing speech it was. But maybe it brings it all around now to when he's decided to save Six Furrow. Uh, appearingly breaks Stixburna's back, but then Stixburna stands up, feels great. Does, without a doubt, the best dance yes. I've ever, ever seen, seen in a movie. Just like the happy dance, like, like I can use my legs. Like the equivalent of pulling a thorn out of a lion's paw. Yes. Which, Which Mikey refused, refused to do for me earlier. <laughs> he <laughs> did! He refused! <laughs> I would need proper equipment. Listen, you're a mouse, I'm a lion. Pull the fucking thorn. <laughs> And, and you know, um, 
He does a little dance, which JC loves so much he did a dance after watching it. He kicked the it hurts so bad. That bit of he was doing a happy dance. But being able to walk for the fucking first time in his life. What dance moves for the first time in your life? It's like man. I'm, I'm going to do, do all of them at once. So, so uh, Ed Bliss walks away from Sticks and he goes, goes to hug the noir detective, detective like, like they, like, are lifelong friends. friends. Yeah, which they're right. not. No, not at all. They don't know each other. So, so as they're, they're hugging, uh, Sticks pulls out a gun, gun out of his uh, ankle holster, which, I mean, do you think you can get it before? Like, like no. So... It was just always there. Always there. Just in case. Just in case he ever got the use of his legs back and able to go down that door and get them. to his legs so long ago, but this is the first time he could ever reach it. <laughs> um, and John Slattery shoots him dead. Before he can kill yeah, Nicholas. Shoots him dead. Yeah, yeah, another body count. One that's, that's not on the Naked Man's head. The only one. Other than the two parents. Fair. But, uh, the Naked Man's killed way more people than anyone in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, man is the monster, monster. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Man of La Mancha. <laughs> um, we, we then dissolve cut, cut to the hospital where, where uh, the, the wife, wife has woken up. up. She's, She's feeling, feeling a little bit better. better. And who's standing over? Ed Bliss. Who's there with the fucking baby. Everything's going to be okay. And the sheriff. Yeah, yeah who's handcuffed to him. Because, because he's, he's got, got a great uh, case, case for the insanity plea. So, everything, everything should be okay. okay. What? <laughs> Did you, you guys, guys have, have any questions, questions about this? Insanity plea wouldn't... Listen, you're, you're not, not going to just be in the free world, world right? He witnessed, or at least uh, you know, saw his dead parents on the ground. Saw them already his pregnant, his pregnant wife. Yeah, yeah it was on them that they zipped up on the... Sure. Subway, which really kick-started everything. And it's on him for the murder spree. Yeah, yeah, but, but I, mean, I mean, he murdered people because he was he went crazy. But he wanted to get revenge on that motherfucker who killed his like, Arguably, the, the, the biker gang, like, like they they could, that could be justified. Because they, they could have attacked, attacked him first, it could have been self-defense. Um, like, yeah, they, but they, they the wrestlers, those were all innocents. Yeah, those are his friends, those are just people. Um, he so tied several people up in knots, the police were tied together, and they were just police officers. Best guess. He, you, you know, he, he is, is found insane. Best guess? No, not Mikey's like other girlfriend, best guess. Oh, he, they're, they're all named Bess. Bess. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Shout out to B! Um, but best guess, but best case scenario. He's, he's going, going away for what? 10, 15, like he's, he's not just going to be free. To a mental hospital. To the same mental hospital he was in before. Oh, he's going to the now, if they, they close the movie out with him there, there that, that could have tied That would have been together. very Army of Darkness. Like, like yeah. oh no, what did I do? Yeah, that, that would have been... Like, it just... Like a red, he's, he's, he's not going to watch his kid grow up. up. Yeah. 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 His, his kid's, kid's going to always know that daddy's a psycho. And he's been totally erased from the WWE Network. He'll never get that Hall of Fame induction. What, what is, like, like you, guys you guys love, love this movie? movie? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah I, I really like this movie a lot. <laughs> you recommend this movie? Yes. Whether, Whether we, we liked, liked it or not is besides the point. point. Everyone should watch this movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 
if, if it, it wasn't, wasn't now owned by Universal Studios, Studios I, would I would upload this, this up to YouTube, YouTube right away, and I would, I would let, let everybody watch it. Um, it's great. great. What, what did you learn, JC? JC? I learned that proper alignment in your spine can lead to perfect happiness. Um, Jake? I learned that uh, coffee has replaced pineapple as the most polarizing piece of topping. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, I've learned that Sticks Verona is not Sticks Verona if he's in a wheelchair. Just wheels okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right, all right, all right. And then when he was picked, he was like Verona. Oh, what great names. Verona. Oh, those are all the names I would love to have. Wheels, legs. I'm all about it. This is great. I love this movie. Fantastic movie. Be sure to check it out if you can. I mean, if you can get your hands on it, I don't know how. Doubt it. Um... Be, Be sure to read JC's interview with not only the um, director of photography, but coming soon, the director himself. And if, if, you, if you message Jay Sean Anderson, mention the Naked Man. He would love it. I'll become your best friend. friend. He will love you if you talk to him about the Naked Man. Well, this is a very successful guy in the industry that really only had huge success. Like, he is not like a past um, you know, when, when he, he would, 20 years ago, ago he, he got, got this opportunity, he took his shot, and, and he's waiting for that next opportunity to get a, a yeah. directing gig. And, you know, I think, I think that, that if this movie, movie came out today, this kind, of, this kind of comedy and this kind of thinking would flourish today. Yeah, yeah. in the Netflix model and the world of streaming, yeah. if this, this movie would be such an underground hit, but this is a this is a cult movie that never got its due. It never, it never got, got the, the chance, chance to even become a cult hit. Yeah. And it sure as fuck would have been. Absolutely. Yeah. The, just out of, not even with wrestling, just the pure, like, just the pure insanity of this movie. Because we can, I mean, we can say that the wrestling was not at the forefront of this movie. No. There were two scenes, an actual fun fact, they filmed extra wrestling scenes because they had such a great time filming, but it wasn't always designed that way. It would have just really been, like, the opening scene. And, and honestly, I felt, felt this was more wrestling movie than like Countdown. Well, yeah, no, for sure. sure. With, with two movies that only had like one or two main like wrestling scenes, this is this was the way to do it and still have like he was the naked man throughout. Like he was yeah. wearing a costume. Uh, what are we doing next, guys? Well, well Jinx. No, I gotta owe you a coke. Owe me a great Fanta. Oh. There you go. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Jake's, Jake's opening is great, great Fanta. Fanta. Oh, I exploded. Well, well Jake, go ahead. Well, I know JC has been very excited about uh, super excited the upcoming revival of the television show Glow. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's not. not a, I mean, it's not really the revival. Original. Yeah, it's based on. The, the glow, the, the promotion, promotion itself, the wrestlers, wrestlers that competed in that promotion, starring Allison Brie, Mark Maron. Uh, Mark Maron's in it. Yeah, he's, he's the, the promoter. promoter. Cool. Amazing. Yeah. Up with that. Like, it's really fucking cool. And, and a lot of, um, is with a couple of wrestlers in there, too. Um, I can't even think of any off the top of my head. I, I just, I watched, I watched the teaser for it. Um, I've seen some of the set pictures. It looks great. And, and we're, we've, we've talked, talked a bit before about the wrestling 
television episodes that are out there. So we're going to kind of dip our toes into the water and we're going to check out. I know, Jake, you purposely picked these episodes out. I decided that we're going to start our forte into the huge, huge market of television shows that had wrestling episodes. And, and I, I felt like, like there was, was no better way to do it than with two women's wrestling episodes to get you ready for the club. Right, right, yes. So we're going to be reviewing uh, Mama's Family and Laverne and Shirley. We're going to be, uh, it's Mama Mania and it's uh, Laverne and Shirley Tag Team. Perfect. Yes. So uh, please check out 3wayfitter.com, our hub, where you can get all three-way theater goodness. goodness. That's right. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Please. Or you can follow us on Instagram. On, uh, on Tumblr. Yes. On, um, on Twitter, on Facebook, all at three-way theater. Three-wayfeater.com is where you can find any and all. That's right. So, I'm JC. I'm Lumberjig. And I'm Mike Hava. And this has been Three-Way Theater. Ba-ba-ba Cause never seem so good So good, so good, so good Next man Sorrow is his winding road.